at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm good. good. I'm like, am I the mice? Are you the men? I are think, we the men? I think we're the mice and the men. Oh. Oh. Wow, there's something to ponder. It is, yes. Today's a big day. It, it is. is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And may the 4th be with you and also with and you. And also with you. <laughs> wow, I grew and, up Episcopalian. What about you? And, and, and I went to Catholic school. So. And solo with you. And also and with all you. And solo with, with you. you. Wow, we is. may have created a new thing that's going to go viral. <laughs> and Disney's going to make millions off of it. May so. the 4th be with you. And all solo, solo with, with you. you. Wow, we are clever today. Uh -huh. for us. Well, we're talking today about our favorite things about Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. Yes. Um, and also Disneyland. Oh, yes. Disneyland. Disneyland. It's yes. both places. Yes, it is both places. Um, I'm a little obsessed with Galaxy's Edge myself. I think it's, it's absolutely stunning. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about our top 10 things we love about that. So... You What's your, well, I just, how do you feel about the Star Wars franchise in general? So, I'm a fan. I'm not a super fan. Um, right. But I've always been a fan. I, I was the perfect age. I was, sure. I was a 12-year-old boy. I, everybody, I guess, can do the math. I think I was 12. I, I remember going to see it. I remember the theater in Kansas City that I saw it at. Uh, was the Antioch Cinema, which had, I think, just one screen back in those days. Okay. Um, and it was so crowded. The only place that I could sit with my friend Mark Mossbacher um, was the front row. And I just remember sitting there and seeing long ago in a galaxy far, uh -huh. far away on a giant screen up above me. And I was like, this is cool. Now, I was already really into Disney at the time, so unfortunately I didn't run out and buy all the action figures and keep them meant in box, but I really enjoyed the series. I saw, I saw every single one of the first three movies at least twice in the theater, um, you know, so like you, I would say I am a fan. I'm not a super fan. Yeah. I loved the feel of, of episodes seven, eight, and nine. It gave me what I wanted in terms of the feels for all of those, and especially episode nine. I know there were some fans out there that were not happy. I loved them all. I, yeah. I did too. Yeah, so. I did too. So I'm the perfect age where I grew up watching the originals on VHS. My father showed us all of them, and he was really excited to take us to the theaters for episodes one, two, and three, <laughs> which were fine. Yeah. Um, they're not as bad as I remember them being, because I did revisit every all of them before Force Awakens came out. They're not bad at all. They're, they're a mythology. They're, you know? they're fine. And <laughs> well, I'm sorry that the thing that start that's like saying Steamboat Willie is fine. Well, no, no. So, so, so one, two, and three are the what I'm referring to are the ones that came out in the early 2000s. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Four, five, and six are the original. You're, I should not have made that grievous error. No, that's okay. I knew where you were going. Yeah. No, well. so four, five, and six are brilliant. Okay. One, two, and three are like... they exist. Episodes, not chronology. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they right. are fine. Now, the, la the last three, I, I really loved all of those. So I Me would too. say four through nine are great. So when so, Disney got this franchise, I was fairly giddy. 
Oh, absolutely. oh, and all of us, I think, were, yeah. as the British would say, gobsmacked. Yes, gobsmacked. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Disney now is in control of the Star Wars universe. Right, and, and I know what went through my mind. I was like, what are they going to do? Oh, my God, right. they can do so many things, and right. they have so much money. What's it going to be? And then, and then when D23 announced, we're building this land, and we're building it both places, and, and I, was, I was very excited. Yeah, and I love the fact that they were like, it's going to be a new play. It's not going to be something that exists. It's right. going to be new. And right. I was like, that's even better. It is even better. Like, there are no rules and there's no, like, parameters for that. So I was thrilled when they were doing this. And then they, you know, the construction lasted a while. And as, um, as this, yeah. it is painful sometimes to watch attractions being built and know that it's yeah. Someday you're going to go in that building. Well, or... it was always such a tease when you're in Hollywood Studios and you would see all of the, like the mountain. You're like, that's going to be so cool, but I, I want to go in there now. <laughs> I want to go see it now. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through our top ten things that we love about Galaxy's Edge because it's a special day. Yep. So what is your number ten, Sean? My number ten is is the droids. My droid. We made a droid Did last you... time we were there. My brother made a droid as well. Um, but it, it's just, it's a fun experience. And, you know, you really feel like you're part of the Star Wars world when you bring your little rolly droid home. And, and now, uh, we were disappointed. We, well, we made, we made the more, we made the BB-8 kind of series droid. You can make one that's a little more R2. He looks like he has a little serving tray, uh -huh. but apparently it's not practical. You can't actually have your R2 deliver you real drinks. Did you try it? I, I didn't. You know. I didn't. I oh. heard. I heard before I spent my hard earned oh, money. Oh no! That, but but so so the droid workshop and and making a droid, that's my number ten. So my number ten is actually as you enter Galaxy's Edge. There's a we we talked on this podcast before about the transition of sound and how brilliant it is. There's a brilliant moment where you're going from the studios, at least at, in Disney World and into Galaxy's Edge. There is a, just a slick transition of sound where for, I don't know how they do this exactly, but you no longer hear the chaos of Hollywood Studios right. and all of a sudden you're in this serene land. Uh, that, that moment, the first time it I did that. It's an aural miracle. It is, it's, it's so good. And even this last time I slowed down a little bit as we were doing going through there. And it's like brilliant. at what point? It's yeah. brilliant. So that is my number 10, is the transition of sound going into Galaxy's Edge. Cool. What's your number nine? So my number nine is just the architecture in general. Uh, unbelievable detail that's gone into that. To the point where I know that they just made it all up, but I was like, wow, you could go to some Ikea and find all these. <laughs> um, it, it's so it's so well done and just the thing well, things like laser blasts and stuff it's like yeah it's a world that only Disney can create and the wires and just like the stuff that looks you know I'm sure it is practical in some way but um, it just looks so lived in and experienced and it doesn't look shiny and new like something right new should and I I absolutely loved spending some time in there this last trip and just kind of taking in the, the architectural details. So that is my number nine. What's your number nine? My number nine is PhotoPass. And there's one in particular that I saw that a friend of, of ours did where it like starts way out with a giant view of like the Millennium Falcon and zooms down to like a single person. And it's a PhotoPass 
thing oh, that that and I don't know whether they do it all the time or but but just in general I mean the the photo ops oh, there yeah. you know it's it's hard not to be blown away by the Millennium Falcon sitting there right before your eyes and and getting to take a picture with it and so so photo opportunity has made my number nine so my number eight then <coughs> is just sound in general the sound design in that land is insane there's constantly things taking off landing kind of just running there's like right. a rumble to it yeah um and there's like also just like voices every now and then you can hear stuff and um it really completely immerses you in that world and just to think that hollywood studios is one side and the other side is toy story land and you don't hear any of it like right. how they've done that is so impressive but i just really dig i think sounds. it's wizardry I think they cast Something. a spell, a, a sound spell. They got Harry done. Potter to come over and yeah. do, or Hermione. It probably is a Hermione grade spell. So yeah, uh, the <coughs> sound design is my number eight. Great. My eight is the character meet and greets, the experiencing the characters. You know, having Kylo Ren walk past you and to feel his disdain, and and you know seeing Chewie there, that. You know, it's like, and and I know they've been socially distanced, not so much anymore. They're they're coming back to like in your face, but but you know, and and for little girls to see Ray walking around, and, and the Ray they have is insanely good. Yeah, vocally, looks why I mean everything. I bet they've got more than one. They probably have two. But they look so much like three. Daisy Ridley. Right, it's, it's like yeah, you, yeah. So. So the character meet and greets are my number eight. So my number seven is the character meet and greets. Uh, you know, we got to see Chewie and Ray and the stormtroopers, and they all do such a good job. Mm -hmm. And it was still distance. They were just up on the stages when we were there. Right. But I, I really dig that the stormtroopers can talk to you. Mm. In stormtrooper voices. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny. Like, whoever they have doing those, they're really... Their master, uh, right? Uh, those are those are cast members that maybe don't get all the shout-outs that they should. Yeah, but it's really like good. you are creating magic for some guest every yeah. time you walk out there. What's well, like Harper and I got our picture taken with Chewie. That's so cool. That's like, like Chewie's such an icon, you know. Yeah. So yeah, character sightings and meet and greets are on mine as well. That is my number seven. My number seven sounds like a shameless product plug. And if you're listening and want to sponsor us, Coca-Cola, you certainly can. <laughs> I doubt you're going to pay attention. But I, my number seven is the Coke Orbs. Yeah. The fact that when, and I've got one at home, I was like, I'm going to, and that was in the early days of Galaxy Edge where they were like, were like they won't let you fly with this in your, in your suitcase because it looks too much like a bomb. It's like, it's a Coke can. I mean, a really cool Coke can. It's a really cool can. Uh, but, yeah, the, and, you know, and the fact that it's got the writing on the side, it's like, yeah. I, I understand this is Disney and Coke, and they're neither one slouches at marketing, but I was like, oh, this is Diet Coke from another planet. It's brilliant. It's so, what they've done. Even the stands are, like, really cool. Like, yeah. So my number seven is the Coke orbs. Cool. My number six is Smuggler's Run. Um that attraction is so cool. The queue is unbelievable. And when you get into the inside of the Millennium Falcon there with the couch and everything, I, like that's like you're in the movie, you know? Right. My seeing my brother's face when he saw that he's like, "Oh my." Right. I was like, "Yeah, you can dude. sit down at the chessboard." Yeah, it's so it's so well done from really top to bottom <clears throat> and the attraction itself is great. 
and um, the effects in there are just phenomenal. So Smuggler's I, Run. It didn't make my list, honestly. Yeah. I figured it would be on yours or, you know. On yeah. The, but, yeah, I just, it didn't for some reason, but I love it. Yeah, Smuggler's I Run. actually got to fly the last time Did I you? was there, which was better than, because before I had been an engineer, which... Uh -huh. I know we're all supposed to be excited about our jobs, and apparently they're all important. Uh, but, but I think being a gunner or a flyer or a pilot is is probably a little more fun. Yeah. Oh, and we also did it in Chewy mode. Did you do Chewy mode? No. You know about Chewy. Yeah, mode, I do. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we were traveling with somebody, and she was like, "I want to do it in Chewy mode." It's like, okay. So Chewy gives you your instructions the entire time. It's like, okay, you're kind of on your own, <laughs> unless you speak Wookie. Yeah. And if you speak well, Wookie, then I want you in my cabin when we're flying in Chewy mode. Oh, that's but, awesome. No, I have cool. not had the pleasure, but I do love Smuggler's Run. So that is why is at number six. Cool. Uh, number five. Oh, no, we haven't done my number six. Yeah, my number six. six is the lightsaber experience. I haven't done that. I, I was lucky enough uh, the first time we went to Galaxy's Edge... Uh, my friend Tom, who was the best man at our wedding, he wanted a lightsaber experience. And so I was like, can I be your plus one? Because you were my best man at the wedding. Can I come see the lightsaber get made? Um, and it was like a really early, you know, a, not appointment, but I mean, and a part of it too is this whole idea and I know it confused people, like not calling it chicken confused people. But it's like we're on another planet, we're in another world, and lightsabers are banned. And the fact that you know, you are, are asking for scrap metal because people know what that means, and that you know it's not just blatant. Yeah. Here's the lightsaber station. <laughs> Come make your lightsaber. It's like it really immerses you. But then to to have the experience, and as as a union performer, I know at least at that point it was a union job. The person that was an equity actor that was taking you through it. And they needed to be. I mean, not that there aren't talented non-professional or non-union members. There are plenty of people who are very talented out there. But I was glad that they were using union actors to create this experience because there's a mythology to it. And building your lightsaber is so specific to you. You choose, I mean, what, there's four different basically sort of humors you can choose you know a guardian of the environment uh, a jedi basically uh, they don't call it the dark side but there's clearly a darker choice that's cool i mean it's it's about power and they don't they don't frame it as evil you can sit back and make your own judgments um and i forget <laughs> the but you know so you make those basic decisions uh -huh. but then you get to choose the pieces too so really you know cool. it really it really is yours and um you know just to be talked through the whole process and of course it's underscored and it it really was magical and and i would recommend it if you're a star wars fan I think it would really mean something to you to, to do the lightsaber experience. That's what I hear from everyone that, that's done it. I haven't had a chance to, and we didn't, weren't able to this last trip either. Harper didn't really have that much interest in it anyway. Um, all right, so we're on to number five. We are. So n my number five is the Blue Milk. Oh. Big fan of the Blue Milk. I, I honestly thought I would be drummed out of the podcast if I didn't put the milks, but I didn't try either one when we were there. Oh, really? The lines were really long. This time, uh, I definitely want to commit to 
I want to try the I want to try the alcoholic, uh, the, the not the alcoholic milks, but the ones with alcohol in them. The one that the, makes you, they make your mouth numb. No, 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 no. That's that's on my list too. But no, because they they I guess they do like coconut rum of some oh, kind okay. in one of the milks sure. or vodka. I think. Oh, interesting. So you can get a spiked blue milk. That's a better phrase. There you go. Spiked. spiked. Yeah. I really like the blue milk a lot. It's like it's it's like a smoothie, but it's not both both flavors. I've only tried the blue. Okay, because so I've it's, I've heard the green is kind of polarizing. Yeah, I've not tried that one yet because I just like the blue so much. Oh, one of them yet. is with tequila. That's one is oh. served with tequila and the other one's vodka or, or rum. But I think okay. I think that would improve it. Maybe. But the blue milk is very refreshing. It's really nice. And it's, it's more berryish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently the green is more citrusy. Yeah. So I highly recommend the blue milk. Okay. Yeah. Especially it's hot. You know, it's a nice like little refresher because it's like a you know it's a frozen smoothie mm. is all it is. And it I will cool. I will try it next time. You should. And that was your five. That was my five. So what's your five? My five is Ronto's Roasters. I've not been there yet. It's it is a good lunch, and I don't like I don't like mayonnaise. So the fact that it talked about this spicy slaw. Made me go, oh, I don't know. But it's not a mayonnaise-based slaw. It's a vinegar-based slaw. Okay. And it is kind of spicy. And, you know, the pita wrap around it and the, the sausage, uh, it is a good, it is a good a, a quick service lunch that, that fills you up. Um, it's easy to walk around with it, you know, in your hand. Uh -huh. and, and so the Ronto, Ronto's Roasters... Gets gets my vote for number okay. five. So my number four is late night in Galaxy's Edge alone after Rise of the Resistance. If you do rise at the right time at night. Wow, that is very specific. It's very specific, but I got this really cool picture of Harper. She's walking through like the galley alone. Like mm. nobody else is in it. It's an amazing picture. It'll never happen again. Right. But we just we got off Rise like after the park had closed. I, I remember you talking about yeah. that on the episode. Yeah. And uh, so we were just all alone. I'm a hundred percent sure we weren't supposed to go back there because you can have to go the opposite way. And um, but nobody really stopped us. We it wasn't blocked off. Now was it? Yeah. No. And there was a few cast members like that. Their job was probably to not let us go back there, but they didn't care. And so I mean there was. Modern Falcon was all by itself. There was nobody else around. Yeah. And it just kind of, we wandered a little bit. And um, it was stunning. Like, that at night, that is one of the most beautiful lands that Disney has ever created. Um, especially at night. It's just stunning. And to be there alone was really something. I may agree with you. We'll see. Maybe it went higher on my list. But we'll see. Yeah. So that was my, that's my number four is Late Night at Galaxy's Edge. My number four is the Play Disney app and using it in Galaxy's Edge okay. for the... And I didn't do a lot with it the first time we were there. I just know that there are many assignments you can have on uh -huh. it and things you can use to, like, change certain things and, you know, even waiting in line for Smuggler's Run, That's you know, cool. different tasks you have that are... Some of them are like, count how many of this thing you see on the Millennium Falcon. And because, you, I mean, and it's because you're supposed to be reporting back to... Oh, sure. You, you've got a mission, and, and you're on a mission either for the Resistance or for the First Order or whatever. But I go, it's just... It's a very cool, personal way to be involved with Galaxy's yeah. Edge. So... So the Play Disney app is my number four. Oh, interesting. So my number three 
um, I, I'm just kind of looping them all in is the, the queues in general because uh, I think the queue for both Smuggler's Run and uh, Rise are really really impressive like Disney's really upped up their game on like the queues because like the, there's so much detail in both of those like don't that they don't even matter even Star Tours honestly that queue is really good too obviously not in Galaxy's Edge but in the world at least um, and so, yeah, I just have that because walking through and seeing all of the detail with Smuggler's Run is like, oh, what? are you kidding me? This is just the queue? Like, and the same, I felt the same thing with Rise, although Rise is, is less, there's less things to look at necessarily because it's kind of all the same, but the amount of detail work that they put into it is really impressive. So my number three, I'm going with the queues for both Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run. My three is a lump sum as well. I sort of lumped all of the Oga canteen experience oh, okay. into number three. Because not only do I just like the idea of Ogas in general, because um, I do, the, the, that idea of being able to go into a cantina on another planet, yeah. um, where again, they've really worked with theming and everything to make you feel like you're in this, this you know, out of, off, off of earth kind of bar yeah. atmosphere. Um, I love Rex. I love that Rex has found a new job in his retirement. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's just Disney doing what I think Disney has always done so well in the, just that little nod to something from the past oh, yeah. that completely works in the present and you don't have to know that Rex used to be the pilot on Star Tours, probably got fired because he was really <laughs> bad at it. Um, but, you know, and the fact that, that uh, Paul Rubens still voiced him. I uh -huh. mean, that it's just a little nod to the past and and the heritage and standing on the shoulders of giants that Disney tends to recognize really well. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, this this was early Star Wars with Disney and we're finding a way to incorporate it yeah. here. So Rex is great and then the fuzzy Tauntaun. Even though is that the, the even though I am not a big peach fan. You know, because it's kind of fuzzy navelish. Even though I'm not a huge peach fan, I still that that lip numbing foam, the Bespin, or no, the Bespin Fizz is a different drink, but the 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 foam is kind of cool. That is cool to 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 have this drink that you really start going. My lips are <laughs> <laughs> are my lips moving? Because I don't feel my lips. It's uh, so. The Oga's experience is my number three. Cool. So my number two is the Millennium Falcon. Um, that is such an iconic piece of like a lot of our childhoods, and it's instantly recognizable. And to see it in full scale, which I learned recently, they had never made a full scale version of that until then, um, is unbelievable. Because, and you don't quite, like the first time Savannah and I saw it, you don't quite believe that it's there. You know that it's there. Right. But when you see the scale of it and all of the detail work they put into it, they did not have to do half of what they did. But you can look at that thing from 360 degrees, you know, especially when you're in the queue for smugglers, you can look out the window and see more of it. Right. And all of the detail work that they put into that it is mind-blowing. And... It just sits there, like it. You know what I mean, like it's not like right. It does anything. It's just uh, what well, it does when you go in and you fly it. You yes. get to fly it yourself. Yes. 
But it's unbelievable um, when you see that thing. You're like, it's like an emotional experience, man. I, I'm not ashamed of it. Many, I was like, many oh, grown God. men of my age bracket yeah. weep openly yeah. when, to feel like you're standing in Star Wars yeah. with the Millennium Falcon, which was something you idolized from the time you were like absolutely twelve year old, ten year old boy. Yeah. So, so or girl. Yeah. So that's but, my number two. That that is the Millennium Falcon. It's, ah, it's amazing. I'm putting my number two uh, up as the the whole nighttime experience. That again, as you say, nobody does theme parks at night better than Disney, in my opinion. Um, they're just they're stunning, and they're always stunning in the right way for whatever the experience is. Oh, and and just you know those those impressive spires and and the way they're lit, and the Millennium Falcon is lit, and and it's just nighttime is always special. We gave it a whole episode at, earlier. But um, uh, yeah, so that was and so I'm guessing, I'm guessing we must agree on the number one. Yes, Galaxy's Edge. Yes, which and is Rise Rise of the, of the Resistance. Resistance. I'm so happy that I've seen this now. I'm happy you have this. too. I so the the hack we use, which I'll, I'll repeat again in case you haven't heard, is we showed up at the park um, at the in the queue 15 minutes before park closed. Oh right. And it was advertising a 105-minute wait. That was not true. We waited a total of 40 minutes. And that was with a half-hour breakdown of the attraction. Right. Oops. <laughs> so, um, unbelievable. Un I wasn't sure when the ride started at some point because I was like, this seems like, oh, have we started it? No, this is just the queue. We're still in the queue. And, right. Are we still in the And then, listen... I still don't quite understand how that, when they take you out and into the, the transport, mm -hmm. exactly how that works to where, like, I understand it turns, something happens once right. you're inside of it and you end up, you come up, you right. have that, gone that is That is the thing I alluded to, and I, I don't necessarily, because I didn't want to give it away to you, that is the moment that my jaw dropped and I went, everything I know about Disney, just because we know how attractions work. You know, you even 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 you know once you know the haunted mansion is an elevator or it's not, depending on which coast you're right. on or whatever. You know, but you you know how things work, and that was Disney going. This is not like what you know. We're going we're going to mess with your mind here because what you thought was going to happen because of of the physical universe just didn't. Right, and that's when because you go in, right, and the door shuts. I know, and then you take off, and then you get pulled in and by a tractor beam, and then suddenly, yeah, and a door opens, right. So and you are not where you were, <laughs> right, at all, and it's not the door that you expected to open, right. And that's what got me. I was like, oh, I get it. Right, this of is course. Just a, you know, first right. of all, we're outside, right. So how did you, Disney? <laughs> But you did, yeah. And that's just that's like the first experience you have, yeah. Besides, and, besides some three D holograms of right. Ren and BB, or BB's there. I and guess. then they open the doors, yes. And you walk out into yes, and you're like, you, this is the queue, right? You're just ushering us through yeah. this room, right? Of brilliance that you have done. You spent a few mil on this room, I'm sure, but 
And everyone on but the attraction had the same reaction Savannah and I. I think a lot of us had never done it before because we walked in and we're like, oh, what the hell do we do now? And the cast members, who I, I have to applaud them, mm -hmm. they were committed to their roles. I yes, the committed. galaxy, the the Rise of the Resistance cast members take that their roles yeah. seriously, and it so makes it special for because yeah. I get you're doing this for eight hours today. But I'm only here once. Yeah. I'm only doing this once, and you're making it special for me because you're engaged. And and that was just a walk that you just had to walk through that portion. You're like, this right. is just a walk through. What what's gonna happen? But you're now a prisoner. Right. But then the attraction begins, and you're like, how big is this show building? I said that so many times in my head because I was like, where? Well, the bigger question is, how did they fit it at Disneyland? Because Disneyland sure. has no space. Right. Disneyland, it's like, how did you make this building fit? Yeah. Right. It was amazing because also I don't know where the show building is necessarily. You know what I mean? Because there's so much of it. And there's that one point where you do go outside. Right. And then you go back in. Right. And you're like, how and where did you put it? Because right. like so many things happen well, and then that the, attraction. And then, yes. Then there's, then there's the room you go in with the giant stuff, which I don't... I, I had seen some of the spoilers when things were being built, sure. where people were talking about that. Jackie had never, and I can't say what she said on when we when we went in that room because she didn't know what she was going to see, and it it you just go how how Disney and yeah. and I didn't watch any spoilers where? either. I was spoiler free because I didn't okay. want to know because I knew what was they were like. Is this what this is? I mean, in very early construction stages, because they had to build what they built inside. Right. But I, yeah, floored me. Every like about every two minutes on that ride, I was like, "Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Did you just right? You just shot the ceiling and it just right how and, right? And then they drop you at that one point. There was a great moment. I we I heard the click and Savannah looked at each other and we're like, "Oh no!" And then we drop right. and then you're like, "Ah, oh, what?" It's the whole thing. It it is it is mind blowing. It it again reminds me of why I put my eggs in the Disney basket because I, I there are other theme parks in Florida that I will go to once every few years when they open something that uh -huh. that I'm intrigued by. And and a competition is always a good thing. And I've seen things at, at Universal that. I, I Diagon Alley is I I think I think they began to push the envelope because Disney pushes the envelope. Yeah. But to experience Rise of the Resistance and go, what's next? Pandora was Pandora and and uh uh Flight of Passage, you you were like, Well what what's coming next? And yeah. and to look at Rise of the Resistance and go I think my mind will explode with whatever Disney is moving toward in terms of attractions. If this if this is the level of show that you're committing to, I'll be coming back for decades. Well, that was the thing with Rise of the Resistance. It was part Broadway show, part film, part ride. Right. But then part like special effects like journey like I don't even know how to describe it because it's so many things and also those trackless ride vehicles that they use on you know uh, rides right. and making minis and, and ratatouille, ratatouille like, yeah. um, you don't know where you're going 
And that is so cool to me. Yes. The fact that you don't see the track ahead of you, so you don't know where you're going. Right. And Disney, man, they have up the ante. And, I mean, the most impressive theme park attraction I've ever been on. Right. Ever. I, I, it's, I would, I know, I've not been on every theme park attraction in the world, but I cannot imagine one that does what Rise of the Resistance does better in terms of creating no. an immersive experience that's not virtual reality, it's reality. My mind was, like, I was in tears by the end because I... Well, you're a baby. I didn't know. Like, I was just overcome, <laughs> like, most of it. I was like, there's so much happening. Like, right. and I need to go on it, like, 50 more times so I can catch everything because it's so different. Right. I've now been on it twice, and I can't wait to go a third time. Yeah. Or maybe even a fourth yeah. or a fifth because we're going to be three days at Disneyland, so... Maybe. Actually, by the time we get to May the 4th, I will have already been there. I bet I've already ridden this a you couple more times. You probably already have. Um, so, yeah, that I'm glad we agree on Rise, because Rise was just one of the most extraordinary experiences I've ever had in, yeah. in my I human mean, form. As, as a travel agent, which I do occasionally, I am also very curious about Galactic Star Cruiser. And, Same. And, you know, I know there were some haters in the beginning. I think part of what people didn't, quite grasp is the fact that it's a cruise it's basically a cruise on land or i said that to somebody the other day and they're like they take you out on the water and i'm like no they no, take no. you into space but you're on a ship in space they feed you your meals in space like you're on a cruise ship but you're in space not yeah. in water and when you look out your window guess what space um so you know, I'll be I'll be very curious. I hope to experience that. Maybe next May the fourth, we'll just do a live broadcast. See, there you go. Wouldn't that of, be awesome? Of mice and Main Street men <laughs> coming to you live from the Galactic Star. Cruiser. You never know. You never know. So, well, this has been lovely to to talk about Galaxy. It Edge. sure has. So great. May the fourth be with you. And all solo with, with you. you. <laughs> if you use that, just give us credit. Absolutely. Okay? And and Sean, where can they give you that credit? Where can where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Sean at Briar and Main on Facebook or the Briar and Main Travel Boutique website. Uh, you can just uh, on the about page. There's all the agents. Just click on my picture and name, and it'll take you to my agent page allowing you to email me or call me or and read some of my philosophy and experience in the travel biz. And what about you, Tristan? So you can find me by searching The Mockingbird on Main, which is the little theater I run in downtown Davenport where we record all of our episodes as well. Um, you can search us on any of the social media platforms just by typing in The Mockingbird on Main. So we hope to uh, connect with you soon. Sean, as always, it's a pleasure. I love it. And uh, we'll see you real soon.